come on, Barbie, let's go party. Ah, 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 yeah. I am so excited about Barbie. This is now the Barbie podcast. (laughs) I mean, listen, I'm not a Barbie person, but I am a Margot Robbie person. I know there's other people in the film, but all I saw was her. So that's all they've shown so far. So, and that's all I care about. That is all I care about. Well, she looks great as Barbie. I am an enormous Barbie fan. I love Barbie. I've collected Barbies for many, many years. I have a dream to turn my basement into my Barbie display room with a Barbie sign, everything. And I think I want to get started on it now. Now that the Barbie movie's coming out, I'm like, I'm like almost fired. Anyway, this is actually not a Barbie uh, podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to Simply Amazing, the fabulous, what did we call it last week? I guess we became a Shard podcast. Was it Shard podcast we became last week? Or Frenzy what? podcast was last week. No, now we're a Nightcrawler podcast. We're back to being a Nightcrawler podcast. It's okay. Ah. That was uh, that was with Chris. Remember, he said that. Um, That's right. Yeah, because Nightcrawler is a cop. But um, I can't oh. wait to say for, I know, I know, I know. I can't wait for Legionnaires because I have every intention of, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Comparing it to Reno 911 as much as I possibly can. Every week, every week on the tour, guys, once Legion of X starts, get ready because on the Twitter, uh, there's going to be all the comparisons, every single issue. Uh, everything. We're going to compare everything to everything. It's going to be <laughs> all of that stuff. So, and, you know, we're, we're going to find a way to work in some of the classics. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm Lisa, guys. Hi, the OG Nocturne. Welcome, welcome. And I'm uh, joined by my absolutely Stunning guest. Well, she's not my guest. She's my co-host. She's fabulous. She's wonderful. I am the guest. I'm that special. I, I don't know where where my mind was there for a second, but we don't have a guest this week. We have just us. We're we're pure this week. So <laughs> I don't know where Lisa is today, guys. Uh, pure, I don't think is a good word to describe us. But hi, I am Lauren, your friendly neighborhood by, and I don't know why she's calling me stunning because I'm in literally like the most mismatched outfit on the uh, on the planet right now. But at least I'm wearing a uh, wearing a PlayStation shirt, not an Xbox one. So sorry, Xbox fans, but kick bricks. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. I, I I played NES, so that's that's as far as I got. Um, and then I did get into Animal Crossing, just like every single other person yes. in the world during uh, the pandemic. So everybody else got into Animal Crossing, so did I. So my island mm-hmm. was called Yoruba Yoruba. Anyway, we are here, guys, to talk about uh, a classic X Men issue and one that ties into the miniseries that we read uh, not very long ago uh, that was the Nightcrawler miniseries that we did all four issues uh, not quite concurrently because you know we are not perfect but it's okay Pobody's nerfect we're going to talk about Kitty's fairy tale today Uncanny X-Men 160 I'm sorry 153 153 I'm looking at it, it says 1963 which is when it started yeah Uncanny X-Men 153 um, yeah. where Kitty tells a little story to Ileana it's this very is- cute yeah, this is actually arguably my favorite comic ever because uh, I had I I didn't have the color copies of X Men as a kid. I only thought they're in black and white. So one, I one day learned I could see them in color and lost my shit like in the old comics. And then two, this one I reread in a collected edition of like Essentials X Men. It was volume three. It was the blue one. 
Um, I reread this one all the time because it was just so silly and ludicrous and goofy. And I couldn't get enough of it. And personally, I couldn't get enough of the Banffs. Um, so if mm. you guys like the little Banffs and the uh, Nightcrawler 19, was it A5 limited series we just finished? Yes. Um, you're going to have a joy, a good time with this because it's just really fucking campy and goofy. So this one came out in 82, which is three years before the Nightcrawler series and the year I was born. Anyway. um, So yeah, this one came out in 1982 and uh, it's interesting because there's a lot of, we did, I did some deep dives on the side and we'll get into it uh, when we get there. But um, yeah, it's, it's a really fun issue. It's definitely a, I guess you can call it a palate cleanser because there's a lot that's been happening in the X-Men up until this point. And you know, this seems to be like, okay, we're going to take a moment and we're going to just kind of reset and just have a funny little story in this, in the center uh, for everything. Although I will say that um, I don't know that everybody should be terribly flattered by Kitty's uh, depiction of them in her fairy tale. I got to be honest. I'm, I'm not <laughs> love it. Like I, I, I know that like they all are like, kind of having fun with it in the end. But if I were Kurt and Logan, I wouldn't be terribly uh, Uh, flattered by their appearances, but you know, Hey, whatever. I think think Cockrum and and Rubenstein, the artists on this issue make up for it a bit though, because so I'm looking at this and I haven't read this comic in like actually fully read it in years. And the first thing I see is just muscles everywhere on all three of these men. Like the first page, it's just Scott and Colossus and Wolverine and I'm like, okay, number one, I'm not usually attracted to Cyclops. Like, it's not that he's ugly. He's just not for me. Um, but I'm hella attracted to him here. Like, when have I not noticed how good Cockrum and Rubenstein are at drawing muscles? Because I'm attacked here. What What's happening? No, it is. I mean, here's the thing. Colossus is always very, very oh, good looking. Yeah. The thing it's about Colossus is that Colossus is like that trope of the the gentle giant because he's yeah. this enormous metal sexy you know muscle daddy but then he wants to paint you and like talk softly to you and it's like oh yes i love that, I love that for me <laughs> it's yes, it's daddy. so many people's what dream Absolutely. I do want to point out, though, like in the beginning of this comic, so there, you know, the the mansion has been destroyed. I mean, that never happens. And the (laughs) X-Men, never. never. The X-Men are cleaning it up. I just want to, I just want to say one thing. Um, Xavier, you are like a multimillionaire. Why do you got your kids cleaning up this shit? Like, this is this is a hazard i know this is the 80s this is like this is not even that this is barely the 80s this is the 70s going into the 80s so i guess that like there's a lot different types of regulations i'm just saying like if i owned a school and i had kids at that school and then that school blew up i would not have the kids who went to that school cleaning up that school i would have i would hire people to come do it i'm just saying xavier tick one you're a dick I feel like here, yeah, he's 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 acting more like a a teacher, a bad teacher, not a good one, a bad teacher than like even a bad parent because he's like, oh, well, you guys go here, you guys can clean up the school, right? Like it's it's free labor. He's he's being a cheapskate, even though you're right. He has like, nah, no, I'm with you. No, Professor Gaslayer, strike number. 67th or whatever it's like even in in on like the second page you see or third page you see scott is using his eye beams to do something in the wreckage it's like that's so dangerous what are you doing where's everyone else 
where's Katie? Where's Kurt? Where did you, did you even ask before you started shooting your I-beams around to clean up this stuff? You are making more of a mess than you've created. Gentlemen, get out. We need to hire somebody. Call a service. Call Three Brothers Scrap Metal on Long Island. They'll come and they'll take all the metal out. Just call somebody. I'm just saying is that we need to do because this is just a disaster waiting to happen. Someone's well, going to get hurt. And, and you know what he's got? So uh, you, you spoke of other people and, you know, these uh, Kurt is helping with this. And Professor X has him teleporting around, going through the wreckage, possibly where Kurt can teleport into something that could, you know, impale him or something. And, you oh, know, yeah. he's basically telling, you know, Xavier what can be fixed, what can't. And it's just like, leave leave him alone. Also, I want to point out here, though, that Kurt, like, he's bending down, looking down in such a way that his abs do the thing. Uh, listen, I don't see abs drawn on Kurt a lot, and I don't know what to do right now. So, anyway. No, I love, I mean, abs. Ugh, I love when abs do They're the doing thing. the ab thing. They're doing the thing. They're doing the thing. I love it. So, well, we also got Carol. She's hanging out with the X-Men as well. This is her Carol Danvers, time. yes. Carol yes, Danvers, she's in. hanging out. This is her time yeah. with the X-Men prior to Rogue coming and uh, uh, destroying her. Uh, <laughs> that's coming. That's coming not 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 too long after this, I don't believe. <laughs> Beware, Rogue is coming. <laughs> yeah, Rogue is coming. So it's... It's like that meme that people have made uh, from the from the Captain Marvel movie where she sees like the Skrull, who's the old lady, but mm -hmm. they chain they they took the Skrull's face out and they put Rogue's face from like Anna Paquin as Rogue, and it's like yes, mm -hmm. that's right. Um, yeah. So now Kitty is like, we gotta tuck in Ilyana. She's got to go to bed because guess what, guys? Ilyana is a kid here. She's like she's a weird six year old at most. Like she's young as hell. And it's one of those things where it's like, I know she's a kid. I know she started as a kid. I like in my mind, that's all there. But having, you know, now 30 years or almost 40 years of magic, uh, it's hard to go back to her being a child and being like, oh, yeah, we need to tell her a bedtime story while she uh, sleeps in bed with her Fozzie bear. Which, oh, my God, I love that she has a Fozzie bear doll. That's so cute. Right. Yeah, it's adorable. And of course, you know, they, uh, Colossus and Kitty are both trying to figure out how to, you know, get her to sleep. And she likes stories. So Colossus, of course, is like, Kitty, you can tell the story. And then we get this beautiful splash page with like a storybook with Kitty's fairy tale. And you see the players and all the people. And I just gotta say, I absolutely adore that uh, for Kurt, it says Kurt Wagner Nightcrawler as a bamf and in quotations under protest <laughs> like in the limited series he hates being called that <laughs> i totally appreciate that too that he that under protest thing because here's the thing i look at this and it's like he looks so different than all of his friends he's the only one that isn't human looking and everybody else with the exception of wolverine but wolverine is kind of his own case because he's he, just taz the tasmanian devil like <laughs> yeah but like he yeah but like I, I mean wolverine is one of those characters where uh you know he, yeah his character is not like this human looking character but but like you know kurt's a man like every other man he's a man and and she's like turned him into this little tiny like stuffed smurf looking thing and i could be mm -hmm. i could see him being like uh why am i the freaking smurf what <laughs> You know, why can't I be the friggin' prince? Why can't I be the friggin' wizard? Why am I the smurf? You know, like I could, you know, what the hell, Kitty? Like, I see why that would be an under protest type thing. Um, but, you know, she's like also 13. So, right. you know, she's not exactly the most, you know, yeah. But I, I gotta say, for the, the Kitty or Kate Pride fans that listen to this pod, um, this is a very important issue because 
this is one of, if not the first, I could be very wrong, time we see a pirate kitty. We see Kate Pride take on a kind of pirate moniker form in this fairy tale. She, you know, gets to be the pirate while you have, um, as it's written here, her stalwart companion and true er friend, Colossus. Like, the narration literally tried to friend zone. <laughs> yeah. It should have friend zoned him because, you know, he's too old for her, first of all. And second of all, I do love that they purposefully put her in the most god awful looking outfit because that's just tracks. I mean, it, it goes with it goes with the vibe she was getting. Like she had the sprite costume at one point, like with the mm. all the colors and design. I mean, that's the same thing's happening here. But she does have a really great pirate hat. I gotta say, her her outfit's a mess, but I love the hat. So we're good. She wears it well. She wears it well. Although for her age, I would I would love a little bit less in the decolletage area. She's got a little bit too much of a of a plunging neckline for a 13-year-old, in my opinion. Well, but she, you know, that's her, her chest is so flat you can barely tell. <laughs> no offense. True. But like it's true. It's true. So we got some pirate adventures coming up, guys. The pirates are here and they are adventuring to find um. Well, what they end up running across is some wizard and his friends getting beaten up, which they should have just left it alone because it would have saved them (laughs) a lot of trouble. And also it it was Xavier. So he deserved it for whatever was happening. I'm sure. Like, come on, give me a break. But they, (laughs) you know, I mean, like Xavier, Xavier deserves basically everything that happens to him always. So, but in the process... He's got God. Cyclops being his little dog, basically, like his, you know, his little lap dog being like, oh, hey, this is my Lord Cyclops. Are are you sure that's your Lord? Because it looks like he's just standing behind you at all times and doing your bidding, Charles. Like, stop lying. I think he means Lord, like, like in the, as in like a, like, not like Lord, like he, this is, this is someone I look up to. It's more like, this is Lord Cyclops. Like, this is like a Lord, like a guy who, uh uh-huh has a castle or something. And, you know, it turns out that uh, the princess that Cyclops is in love with, of course. Princess Jean, has allied herself with the primal universe of forces of the, that have corrupted the, by the dark side of her soul, of which is the Phoenix force. She is the dark, dark Phoenix. I love it. Every time I see like, uh, I love back in the day when they used to build her up and Phoenix was actually cool, right? And we weren't tired of her. Like, she has become the destroyer, the chaos, the ravager of worlds. She is dark Phoenix. Like, that was so fucking cool back in the day. It was cool. And, I mean, this is, like, right on the heels of the Dark Phoenix saga. So it's fun to, I guess, talk about this. But it's also weird because, like, isn't Jean Grey dead at this point? So it's interesting. Yeah, but it's case fair. Who cares? It's true. It's true. Good point. Good point. Um, well, Dark Phoenix is just a mess and she is just sinking all the ships and she's blowing up all the buildings and she's just like, listen, I'm here to make a mess and take names and kick asses and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum. So that's where I just messed that whole thing up, but whatever. That's what she's here to do. Um, and they're the, the whole thing that they need to do is they need to try and break Jean of the Phoenix Force in order to bring back Princess Jean to Cyclops. And that's the that's what their quest is that they're trying to do. Yeah. Well, and and eventually, you know, they they uh they do get the wizard, uh Xavier does get her soul trapped, it looks like. Um, but basically they've they've got to, you know, 
I I'm trying to figure out what it is. Are they trying to get it to the body or something? Like there's 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 some reason they have to travel now because they've got her soul trapped in this little dumb ball thing the wizard's done. And so it's like, okay, so now we gotta we gotta go somewhere. So now they summon uh the Lockheed here, um, who goes by a different name. Uh the the blackbird is Lockheed the Dragon. <laughs> Yeah, which I, I thought was interesting because in uh, the Nightcrawler series, I thought it was just Lockheed, but no, Lockheed is actually supposed to be the Blackbird, which still doesn't explain why he's Irish. I don't understand why Lockheed, the Blackbird dragon, is Irish. You know, maybe, maybe Claremont thought he was hilarious. I got no idea. Uh, who knows? I mean, I looked up why they keep calling, why, I mean, I, I don't know if Lockheed the dragon is a boy or a girl. I'm just going to use they for that because I don't. I don't want to misgender Lockheed. The, right, right. The, yeah, the I got nothing. Bird dragon. And, so and, I have no idea. Um, so they keep calling Kitty Colleen. I looked that up. That's actually an Irish slang term for woman or girl is Colleen. Hmm. So that's what that was, which is interesting. So all you out there named Colleen, in Ireland, you're just girl. So, <laughs> hey, Colleen. Um, <laughs> well, it's so funny. In, so, yeah, they're trying to figure out how to travel. And, uh. And all that stuff. But then she, uh, Kitty ends up, like, chatting with Lockheed. And, like, they have a little, like, bickering back and forth. Cause, yeah, uh, they have, like, a little tete-a-tete. They're very, like, going back and forth, yelling at each other. And it's cute because Kitty is this tiny little thing. And Lockheed is enormous and could eat her in a second. But she's, and she's still like, you're going to do what I say. And that's it. She calls him a lummox. Or she calls them a lummox. I love that. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. And I, uh where was the part i was just looking at it oh yeah um it's just a ton of fun seeing because especially this time you're so used to seeing lockheed all tiny and cute and flying around and this lockheed is just like a sassy older like person that's like clearly seen shit and they're just like look i'm retired i want a break like why is lockheed already retired I want to also mention that um, bringing up Lockheed, I want to go ahead and throw my uh, pitch out there to Marvel again. Lockheed and the pet X-Men. I'm obsessed with it. I made a picture of it because I was avoiding work this morning. <laughs> so I made a picture of it. So everybody, Lockheed and the pet X-Men, it needs to happen. Make it happen. Um, yeah, but turns out we're going to pull ourselves out of the fairy tale for a second and uh, because Kurt is has been eavesdropping on this fairy tale, and it's a great fairy tale, so he pulls Logan over, who smokes inside. Logan smokes inside. Ugh. Pulls Logan over, and says, "You know, you gotta listen to this. Listen up." And guess what? Just as they start listening, Lockheed is going to bring them over to another island, where. Dun dun dun. Kitty is going to come into contact with a Banff. I love the Banffs. I love the Banffs so much, guys. You don't understand. I know they're neurotic and ridiculous, and that's exactly um, why I love it. Because next thing you know, she's like, what the heck are you? And the Banff is like, I'm a Banff, and you're a girl. And I'm like, you're so childish and dumb, and I love you. <laughs> I had to like do a deeper dive on the Smurfs when I was looking at this because I I know we talked a bit about the way that the Bamps look like the Smurfs in the original 1985 series and we, we talked about that. But it's 
so this came out in 1982 and the Smurfs television show started in the night in the US in North America in 1981. However, Smurfs have been around since like the 1960s or 1950s in Belgium, mm. which I think is interesting that the Smurfs actually got more popular in the in around the area where Kurt grew up ish mm-hmm. than before it, like it, it got it, the Smurfs gained popularity in France, in the Netherlands, in Turkey, in Germany, in Belgium in the 1950s and 60s before they came over to the United States. So it's like mm-hmm. Kurt could have actually grown up watching the Smurfs in Germany at home. Yeah. And then have Kitty be like, oh, yeah, you're a Smurf, by the way. And it's like, bitch, I've been knowing the Smurfs my whole goddamn life. Everybody's been calling me Smurf my whole life. And now you're going to get on top of this? Are you freaking kidding me? I can't even move to a new country and get away from these damn Smurfs. Yeah, it's interesting because stuff like this reminds me of even the Animaniacs, which that show didn't come out till the 90s, but they carried on this kind of trope or joke where you have the the sweet guys like the sweet male characters that they just can't help themselves and they just innocently like obsess over these girls and like that that's like you know the peak funny because like an maniacs you have that with like the the nurse like you know the hello nurse of it all yeah yeah and they they just you know and again it it it, it wasn't meant in a in a bad way but now we're like that's not appropriate but back then and even this comic stuff like that was like oh my god it's a girl oh my god it's a girl oh my god i'm in love with you oh my god oh my god it's like okay you know that's actually not okay but at the time this this was a common trope and and comedy that you saw where it was like oh but look like he's he's just a sweet guy like he just can't help himself mm-hmm. um but for some and, reason, it works. It works better, I think, to make him look more like a Smurf, to make him small and cute. Because what if he was a big, bulky guy doing this? Like even oh, back yeah, then, no, it would be like, work. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Kurt is very like, uh, I don't love this. Um, when he hears that about the Bamf, which you know goes back to him being under protest in the beginning. But Logan's like, oh no, no, she, she she's pegged you good, girl. She's pegged you good. But you know, even still, it's it's very sex pesty. So. Uh, you know, but a lot of Banff show up, but they manage the main Banff manages to get them away and help offers to help Kitty. Wants to get a kiss, but K- Kitty's like, nah. But Colossus is on a beach and manages to find a genie in a bottle. Oh. Gotta rev me the right way. I'll take you the song. <laughs> I can't. You can't. I mean, there are certain things you can't help, right? Like when you That's hear right. genie in a bottle, you have to sing Christina Aguilera. And, it's and, just- and it- and and of course the genie is Aurora Monroe. Um, she is Wind Rider apparently here. Like so glad they just picked the name Storm and uh, when they originally designed her, not Wind Rider. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Could you imagine? Um, but she is out and she is ready to help Colossus because actually, who put her in the jug was Jean. The Dark Phoenix did it to her, and of so course. she's like, "I am here to help you. We are going to make this happen." Uh, meanwhile, the Bamps are still trying to join and the main Bamp is trying to get rid of them. I love which- that shit. He's just like, everybody's trying to have a serious conversation about what to do with Dark Phoenix, all this stuff. And then you see the Bamp in the side just going like, I would say it again, creep, scram. Like he's also not a creep. <laughs> it reminds me too, a lot of like the, the Jason Aaron years of, um, Wolf- like the Wolverine and the X-Men, uh, Jason Aaron run where he had Bamps mm-hmm. like basically just overrunning the school to the point where like I, I think I think Hank McCoy was like going to call an exterminator for them at one point which mm-hmm. I mean that tracks for beast ew but 
like there were so many vamps that they were just like vermin. Like they were, they, they just, they were just overtaking everything, which is kind of funny. Cause that's kind of what they're doing here is like, they won't stay away. They just, you know, they just can't help themselves. But then we have coming up out of the ground. It's mean Wolverine, AKA this Tasmanian devil looking weird thing. And I did another little deep dive looking into the Tasmanian devil because I was like, this is so clearly the Tasmanian devil Mm-hmm. You know, when did that character come out? What happened? And what's weird is like the Tasmanian Devil was not popular until the 90s. So it's interesting that this comic came out in 1982. Taz only had, I, I looked at the Wikipedia, he only had about five cartoon appearances until the 1990s where he exploded in popularity with like the new Looney Tunes, the uh, Tiny Tunes and Animaniacs and all that stuff. But other than that, I mean, he had very, very few appearances. And I actually think that mean is kind of an almogram of not just Taz, but also Bugs Bunny and a little bit of Popeye in there as well. Oh, a hundred percent, especially the Popeye here where uh, you turn the page and the first thing he does is he takes a beer can and swallows it and then spits it out. Like he drinks mm-hmm. the beer in it and spits the can back out. And it's really funny because right after he appears, we flash back to the actual time where not only Kurt and Wolverine are staying outside the store, the door, listening to Kitty tell this story to Ileana and and Colossus, but now everybody's joining. So you got Storm and you've got Carol Danvers, you've got Carol, and it's just so freaking funny because like Kurt's all like, "Well, she may have pegged me, but she skewered you," and he's like, "What's the matter, Elf? Jealous?" Like logan's not mad at all he thinks he's having a great time (laughs) it's just kind of funny because it's like here's what kitty thinks of you guys she thinks you're a sex pest and she thinks you're an alcoholic so and you smell so guys i mean kitty this is not nice to your friends this is not very nice to your friends at all i mean mean, she clearly has her yeah this is exactly what we want though like these are the x-men stories i love where the x-men just get to be ridiculous and it's like the low reality comedy drama like that's that's also what's happening is the issue. You have this wacky other world story and they've also got the X-Men. They're just enjoying life and, and teasing each other and, and just being as close to human as they can be. And it's, it's nice to see that. Like we see the X-Men be so extraordinary all the time. And so it's nice sometimes to just have them sit and enjoy dumb shit like this, like a, uh, however old Kitty was at the time here, like a 13, 14 year old, just telling this dumb shit story. Like, and they're yeah. all just standing outside this door. They could be saving the world, but you know what? They're going to stand outside this door. <laughs> yeah, they're just listening to her tell, they're just eavesdropping. Everybody is just eavesdropping on her telling a story to like a six year old or five year old, however old Ileana was supposed to be at the time. And so, you know, Colossus gets into it with, with Mean. Lockheed gets involved and then Mean just freaks out and <laughs> all decide they're going to go and save Jean and kill the Phoenix together, which, you know, and Kitty gives gives Mean uh, the what for. She's like, uh, you better you better be good. Behave yourself, Lockheed. Mm. And you too, Fuzzy. She calls him Fuzzy, which is interesting because that's what she calls Kurt. So, But on their way, they run into the sun, but the sun is not the sun. It's Dark Phoenix! <gasps> oh my gosh, the moment, your moment of truth is at hand. I, I just don't, I love Claremont, but sometimes his writing is so over the top. You know, it's just. Oh, he he writes, he writes like Shakespearean sometimes in terms oh, of how yeah. dramatic he gets. And it's like, this does not warrant that, but okay. 
It's just I I'm just imagining like Kitty saying these things to Ileana and her being like, okay, um, get past the exposition and just get to the point of the story. Do you guys win? I mean, yeah, but I mean, if you if you think about it, to be fair, Kitty's telling this very elaborate story to this kid who's eating up every single word of it, every single piece of the drama that we as adults may not eat up, right? And so if you think about it, it kind of makes sense to be a little more dramatic here with the narration because if Kitty's telling it to this kid and she wants to make it as badass and cool and whoa for Eliana as a kid to hear, like, of course she's going to top it up and be obnoxious. That Why not? <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. That's true. I do love that... Um, the Banff is like, I hope she's friendly. Like, he's just thinking with his dick. So, Ugh, no matter what version of Carter does, that he's always thinking with his dick. I mean, it's like that's one of the first episodes we ever did. So we have to cover that early on because of how rampant that is. I'm, I'm sure we'll do another them. episode because it, especially with Legion of X, like if he oh, ends yeah. up actually getting able to have a love interest and being able to actually have sex again in a comic. Whoa, what a concept. We will be covering that. 100%. Yeah. Last time he had a love interest really was like Age of X-Men, I guess. Right? Which yeah. That, and and that does that completely reason. count? Because it wasn't, you know, the current continuity. But anyways, you know, you've got Dark Phoenix here. and sad. Oh, sorry. No, no. It was. Oh, I mean, Age of X-Men was also very sad. So. Yeah. It, it, it is. It was freaking depressing. But anyways, like I said, you got yes. Dark Phoenix here and Lockheed and you've got all of the uh, the rest of the crew on Lockheed trying to figure out what the heck to do. And eventually um, the mean, the, the Taz Wolverine ends up being dumb and basically smacking uh, Lockheed, which Lockheed freaks out, uh, spits a bunch of fire out and as they freak out, Everybody falls off their back. And so now everybody's falling. And, you know, when Ryder, the version of Storm here is like, oh, my God, they're falling. But I can save them. And so she does some spell or whatever. And she gives everybody some form of wings. So you've got Colossus with this big metal thing looking like the thing the Green Goblin flies on in Spider-Man. you got Wolverine with some, like, you know, kind of gargoyle like wings. wings. Yeah. Yeah, and you've got Kitty with giant butterfly wings, and then you've got the little bamp with like little tiny wings, and it's so cute. He's got little like pixie, he's got like little pixie wings. It's very yeah, cute. Pixie fairy wings. And, yeah, it's it's adorable, and it's so cute because the bamp is just like I love him. <laughs> and then Scott has some kind of weird like flying chair. Why he be looking like Xavier? Are you're not Xavier? Stop he just it. Wants to be. It's funny though. I do like his flying chair. This chair is magnificent. I love it. Contains my accursed eyes of death. He calls his power eyes of death. I mean, I don't, I don't want him looking at me without sunglasses. That's for sure. But then, so, you know, he, so everybody's flying around and, uh, you know, Kitty is like, all right, guys, let's go uh, take out the Stark Phoenix or whatever, you know. And then, of course, Mean is like, but I got to deal with Lockheed. I got a score to settle. And then Lockheed goes, me too, midget, and just bitch slaps mean as he mm -hmm. deserves there. And then in the very next one, uh, they're all like basically kind of trying to contain Jean slash the Phoenix. And she says, you cannot hold me. You could as soon try to contain a star. Mean says, talk is cheap, star mama, which I think that's my new name. I think that's my new drag name, star mama. I love that for you. Right? Star Mama. And so then Xavier uses that orb with Jean's soul to like 
spray some kind it I don't really understand it. It's like something comes, I guess the soul comes out of it and then envelops the Phoenix force and forces the Phoenix force out of the, of her and to be gone, to be gone. As Xavier says, it, it looks a lot like if you were to use a fire extinguisher and then that weird white fire extinguisher stuff had tentacles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, you know, that very- is kind of what it looks like here when you got, uh, Xavier that's like in the name of mercy and the leave name of Lady Jean be free and he basically shoves Jean's soul into uh back into her body but yeah you've got this like weird it, it, the way it's drawn is very weird like this weird white envelopment going around the phoenix it, it looks very violent like I kind of feel bad for the phoenix force here yeah and then the phoenix the phoenix leaves they're like I'm out gone by uh there's other worlds and Jean is back. Scott's or the prince's eyes are healed. He no longer has death vision and everything is saved. And you know what? This is actually really cute when you come to the end of it, because it's, it's an, it's an, it's a reimagining of the dark Phoenix saga where Jean doesn't die, which of course for the X-Men would be, would have been their preference. Right. Oh, sure. Lost her. Um, so that is very sweet in that, you know, we have kind of that part of the story. Uh, but it's kind of funny that like she walks out, like Ileana's asleep. She walks out and everybody is just sitting there like, girl, we heard your story. Yeah, but there's, and yeah, like you said, there's that sweet moment where, you know, when she's like, oh my God, you guys heard it. And then, you know, um, Scott reassures her, hey, we thought it was great, especially the ending. Thank you. So any any like Scott and Jean fans at the time that were still really hurting after the the Phoenix saga and everything, this was kind of a nice little uh hug for them, I feel like. Um but I I gotta say the ending is so sudden in this. It's like it's like they had it's like Cockrum and Claremont had more story they wanted to tell. Like they could have done this as a limited series, but they ran well, out. I mean he Cockrum did do it as a limited series eventually. It was the Nightcrawler series. True, but it's not the complete same because the Phoenix Force isn't there. Scott isn't there. The you know. So, mm-hmm. but you're right. He did. Um, but that said, it's it's yeah, it's incredibly interesting. Um, I like it was ending so sudden. Like he he literally ends this whole entire crazy thing in three panels basically yeah it it is a very quick end for sure um but again it's also a fairy tale and sometimes that happens sometimes you you know i don't know like i i have nieces and um and i've babysat in the past and sometimes when you're telling a kid a story you get to that point where you're like what am i okay i gotta wrap this up at some point and figure out yeah and you just say and and they live happily ever after move on you're basically yeah so i want to read this little piece at the end um there are a myriad there are myriad dimensions, an infinite number of alternate realities. Somewhere, somehow, Scott knows the lovers did indeed live happily ever after. And for that, he is content. I am not a Cyclops fan, but that that warms my heart. That is very yeah. sweet. That is very nice. Um, I do love that. And, you know, it's funny. We are coming off of, by the time that this comes out, Multiverse of Madness will have dropped. And, you know... We are now in a time where the multiverse is a thing that exists in the MCU. It is a thing that happens. And yes, maybe one day we will see Kitty's fairy tale on the big screen. Could you imagine? 
I think they should just make like an animated series where it's not what if, but they do like just little AUs, and this should a hundred percent be an episode. Like, do oh, Kenny's totally. Fairy Tale animated? I think it would be a shit ton of fun. Oh, it'd be so much fun. I think they could do a couple episodes in Kitty's fairy tale world just with Oh, hundred percent. They could do they could fun. even do a eight episode, like three season series, I think, with it if they really wanted to and people liked it. But I don't think they will, which is lame. But well, I mean, the most enduring thing that came out of Kitty's fairy tale, of course, was the Banff, because the Banff comes back uh-huh. again and again and again. And we know that eventually Ileana replaces her Fozzie Bear that she sleeps with with a Banff doll. That um, <laughs> gets who? Okay, who in canon has a Banff doll? I think we've talked about this before, but I'm, I can't we remember. Have. We have. I know Nocturne has one. That I know. There's, there's only like three. And I know Ileana has one. I think it's just Ileana. Like in six one six, I think it's just like Ileana. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with that for now because I can't think of Nart person. For some reason, I want to say uh, uh, Megan, but I'm like, I don't think that's right. But that'd be pretty funny. No, I feel like um, I feel like Brian would have gotten rid of it. As he, I mean, for his sake, he should. I think she should keep it because I think that's fun. But do you for know his who, sake. Do you know who should have a Banff doll? Is Maggie. Maggie should have a Banff doll. Oh, that's Megan, true. Yeah, Megan and yeah. Brian's child, for those of you out there who are yeah. not familiar. Yeah, Maggie 100% should have a Banff doll. Oh, Kurt um, 100% gave that kid a Banff doll, especially, and he's going to give another one to the next kid they're having. <laughs> oh my gosh, could you imagine? He's going to, no, the next kid's going to get an actual Banff. The next kid's going to get we, pickles. Do we know what's happening? Because the last I heard was when she was pregnant at the Hellfire Gala. I haven't heard a damn thing about that since. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Knights of X just came out this week i think right so that well the week that we're recording so i guess mm-hmm. we'll have to go read and find out yeah well you know, know. Well, welcome to x-men everything changes every week nothing is true, That's true. <laughs> everything is permitted i'm gonna pull assassin's and, creed there and listen there, there's there's still a chance that baby might be cursed i'm not saying it is i'm saying i'm saying this look chance. i'm a terrible person because just I have no investment in that at all, but just for the fuckery of it, I want it to. <laughs> I I I am of two I am of two sides of it. I the the Excalibur fan in me does not want it to happen because it mm-hmm. will there there is no coming back from it. There is absolutely no coming back from that. There there will never be <laughs> a Excalibur reunion again. It will never happen. Those characters will never be in the same room again. It's it just never going to happen. Um, number one. And also, it would. I, I don't know. I I, I I really love the Brian and Megan relationship as it is now. I don't know what this would do to it. Like, I don't. Yeah. Ugh, I don't. I don't know how to continue. Right. Number one. Number two. Um, the Real Housewives drama lover in me is like, yes, bring it, please. Like, is there yeah. a is there the the equivalent of Maury Povich on Krakoa? Because we're gonna need him. <laughs> you might have to go there, Lisa. We're gonna need Judge Lisa and Maury. <laughs> I got my gavel. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's do I it. I love that, and I love this issue. It's it's just such a fun, and like you said, it's it's a, at the time it was a good breather, and even now, like if you know we get stressed out with the Xbox, I just go back to this issue because I'm like, this is just pure chaos, and and it's not hurting anything, and that's exactly why I want. Yeah, exactly. It's just some, it's silly and fun. 
and it's enduring. But it's it's issues like this, I feel like, that have really, you know, I don't know. I think a lot of us X fans, it's issues like this and and beats like this in the X Men that I think make us love the X Men so much. Like you were saying, they're a family and they have these little moments, right? Like like all those moments we see them playing baseball. Anything that kind of humanizes them and 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 shows us that they're more than just heroes yeah. are the moments that are, I think, more the most enduring and most lasting for all of us. A hundred percent. And even even the dumb Banff has some heroicism, which is which is fun. So no matter if you're a little uh, over eccentric and, and insane um, and sometimes out of line, you, you can still have that to you. And and the X-Men is are great because they allow for these characters like that, right? They allow for characters like that to flourish. Like I know people are still who who do people still cry over from that one back page, that one you know panel of one x-men issue a couple years ago soft serve whoever she is i know oh, y'all freak out serve. over her and i love that like a hundred percent soft serve she's coming she'll be back what what is whatever bob q is is drawing knights of, of x knights of x so soft serve will be in knights of x so sh- look for her she'll be there guaranteed She'll be there. It, it, uh, if if you guys see her in there, uh, tweet us some pics. We we want to see the evidence because I don't pick up Knights of X normally, so uh, mm. tweet the pics, please. Yeah, we're looking for it. We're looking for it. All right. Well, Lauren, where can they find you? Tell them all about everything. Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at friendly mbhdbi, um, and you guys uh, can check out my live show that I do on Sundays. And if you missed it, uh, fairly recently, Lisa was on the show um, with me. So that was a ton of fun. So um, she will be back, um, especially for things like Legion of X and all that great stuff. So you guys can uh, check out the Twitter uh, at MBHD Comic Show. And then in the profile, you can find a link to the YouTube channel and all that cool stuff. Um, but other than that, you know, make sure you check out our site, Simply Amazing Pod, and our Twitter, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Yep, we got lots of stuff going on. Simplyamazingpod.com. We've been putting the transcripts up as we get them done. Uh, they're not great. They're not perfect, but you know, there's something. So um, yeah, but do go take a look, simplyamazingpod.com for all of that different stuff. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on the Twitch uh we're on all of it so come join us and have some fun and yes yes. and of course check out lauren every sunday morning uh get your coffee um get your your coffee (laughs) get your bagels and uh you know get up early for 10 a.m sunday morning it's like going to church except it's comics so you know and it's and and we're we're not forcing you to like things we we talk about i might i might force you to like things but (laughs) when lisa's on she might too she she, i might do it might be a little aggressive don't worry about though exactly and for those of you at home listening if you are having renovations done on your house or maybe something happened maybe magneto came through and destroyed your house or emma frosted or who knows who did maybe it's a hellfire club i don't know all i'm saying is hire a contractor to take care of it for you because you know what the kids around you are not equipped and they're gonna get hurt but even if you don't do it whatever you end up doing just remember you are simply amazing 